Making his final appearance for the season, Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the federal NDP, is here for a Mulcair Monday. Good morning, Thomas Mulcair. Good morning, John Moore. Um, you are doing what an awful lot of people in Quebec do, which is basically summer begins on Saint Jean Baptiste, and you just and you go off and you enjoy yourself until Labor Day. Like I've been, I've been trying to explain to my managers in Toronto that in Montreal, radio stars all take the whole summer off, and then somebody else does their show, but nobody's buying here. <laughs> well, I can talk to them if it'll help. But yes, I'll be back uh, mid-August uh, to enjoy the show with you on Monday mornings, if you'll, if you'll have me. And it's always been fun. I, I love getting the perspective from Toronto and from Montreal for this, this sort of analysis. Well, we always enjoy having you. Okay, so uh, four federal by-elections and another one called, yeah. as a matter of fact, but uh, four by-elections today. Uh, what kind of analysis do you have of what we're supposed to tease out of them when they happen? Well, there's one that everybody's keeping their eye on simply to see whether or not Pierre Poilievre can pound Maxime Bernier into the ground, and that's Portage Lister. Uh, that's where the People's Party of Canada got its highest result in 2021. They got 22%, which is quite a lot. And so Maxime Bernier is hanging his hat on that, saying, I've got to try to win this thing. That's not going to happen. He's not going to win it. But will he do as well as they did the last time around? The Conservatives under Pierre Poilievre are throwing everything they can into this by-election because they would just love to make Maxime Bernier disappear, John. <clears throat> they don't see any interest whatsoever in having this guy stick around. In the past, some people in the Conservative Party were a bit philosophical. Hey, we've got a real true blue right-wing kook out there, and then everything that we do or say appears moderate. But they don't find Maxime Bernier funny anymore, and they're going to try to do the best they can to hand him a very solid thumping today out in Manitoba. I keep an eye also on another one, because I've been getting reports from the ground that are very interesting called NDG. So anybody who's ever set foot in Montreal knows that that's oh, yeah. Notre Dame de Grasse. <laughs> that's where I grew NDG, up. <laughs> NDG Westmount. And that's where Mark Garneau uh, won over, solidly over 50% in the 2021 election. He stepped down. Now, Anna Ganey, who used to be the head of the Liberal Party of Canada and uh, royalty on the sports side, because her dad, Bob Ganey, of course, was somebody very important for the Montreal Canadiens for years. She's running. She's very close to Trudeau. And uh, she's having a hard time. It's not that she's not going to win. She's going to win. Uh, but she's not going to get over 50%, that's for sure. And I've talked to people who have been going out on the doorstep, and they get every single door. They get Bill C-13. Now, if people listening to us scratch their heads, what the heck is he talking about? Why is Bill C-13 a thing? Well, it's not a thing outside of the English-speaking community of Quebec. But the English-speaking Montrealers, for example, are very upset with Trudeau on this one because the, he's included in that law. He's incorporated by reference Bill 96, which offends everyone, including Trudeau, when he talks about it because it used uses the notwithstanding clause preemptively. So it's included from the beginning. You're saying all this exists notwithstanding the Charter of Rights. And it takes away, and it really puts in danger, the, the right, for example, of the English-speaking community to control and manage its school boards, which is incredibly important. So people, it's a very English riding. People are furious with the Liberals and with Trudeau. Very small voter turnout. The, the best Liberal organizational trick is get the early vote out, okay? Get people out to the advanced polls. Only 7%. So there's going to be a low turnout. The Liberals are getting thumped. They're not going to lose, but they're going to get a, a, a lesson. Same thing, keep an eye on uh, Carr's, uh, Jim Carr, the deceased Jim Carr's writing in Winnipeg. Could the Liberals wind up losing that one this time around? Because 
we're getting very strong indications from recent polling, especially from advocates, that in the land, people are just sort of tired of seeing Mr. Trudeau there. So is this going to play out in any of these by-elections? That's what I'd keep my eye on today. What do you make of a proposal to create some sort of a legal framework to make people stop with the residential school denialism? And this in the shadow of people apparently uh, sneaking onto the grounds of a former residential school to dig up graves in order to prove there's nobody in them. Yeah, this is so disturbing. So it's exactly as you just said, John. And how do you deal with conspiracy theorists who are coming out of their computers now? They're not content to speak with each other online, and they're bringing shovels to places of residential schools where they've identified what, what appear to be, you know, from the ground searching radars that they use grave sites. And they're trying to dig them up. It, it's so creepy uh, that it almost, it's not even worth talking about. How can anybody like that, you know, be dealt with rationally? But that's where we are in the world of conspiracy theories right now. And this is really hurtful for the First Nations communities who have already been through enough. Thank you. They are having to decide if, how, and when there will be exhumation of these sites. There are communities and families that would love to have identities. Because a friend of mine who who actually sat with me in the house, Romeo Saganash, who's a Cree from northern Quebec, his mom didn't find out for over 30 years where the body of his little brother was at the residential school where he died. And she was eventually able to, to get it. So this is so hurtful to individuals, to families, to communities, to have these nutcases going out there because they've read online that this is all being made up. By the way, Pierre Poilievre discredited himself by going and giving an interview to something called the Frontier Institute that sort of spins this type of stuff against, you know, what had happened at the residential schools. So he's still got a lot of ground to cover with uh, regard to First Nations communities. But to your direct question on this one, there's very little you can do. If people actually believe this, now there's some say, well, we've got laws against Holocaust denialism, which is true, but how do you transpose that here? Is there a way to do that legally? That's the thought that's being expressed by some of the people who work on these files. I think it's going to be extremely difficult, but you understand why they're trying to do it. Thomas, I'm going to miss you this summer, but have a wonderful time. Are you going to make, Thanks. Are you going to make like Pierre Trudeau and go canoeing? Uh, my canoe is already out on the dock. I've got a lovely old cedar strip canoe, and boy, yes, I, I'm on that thing all the time. All right. Maybe I should come join you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> With pleasure. Take good care, John. All the best. Political analyst Thomas Mulcair joins us for Mulcair Mondays, but as mentioned, he's going to be away for a few months. He is the former leader of the federal NDP and the former leader of the opposition. Now I'm envious. I, mean, I prefer kayaks, to be honest, but if he's going canoeing, I'd love to take part in that.